Stay tuned now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Reverend Linda Chandler. Love Talking today about the thrill of hope for America and Israel. We are in studio today at uh, t- today's Christian Talk, 1120, The Bridge, broadcasting out of Austin, Texas. And it's a wonderful, pleasant, peaceful, workable time in Texas as we go into spring and celebrate one of the most important events of all year. And that is uh, the celebration of Easter. And we're going to do that today with a very special friend. It's Reverend Linda Chandler. Linda is pastor of Austin Brethren Church, and she's an author. She's author of um, uh, The Gates of Redemption, and we're going to be talking a little bit about that today. And then she co-authored the book Praying and Appraising Across Texas. And then our newest book, which is out on the website, Praising and Praying Across America. And uh, we want to um, just bring you a cheerful voice today as we thank the Lord Jesus for what he's done for us and what Easter really means to us. And welcome, Pastor Linda. I'm so glad you're here. Well, I am thrilled to be here. And it is a wonderful time. Resurrection Sunday is so awesome. It is where we are redeemed. There was a price that was paid for us because we are God's beloved. And it is something to rejoice and to celebrate in and um, because he has passed us over. From death into life. Life Life eternal. I I mean, what what greater gift could you give? I mean, for thousands of years, people have been trying to find the, you know, the uh, fountain of youth and, you know, the eternal life and the conquistadors and everybody went out. Yet it's right here, right with us in Jesus Christ. You know, that in the first book in the New Testament, John, Brother John wrote it. And in it, it says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word word was was God. The Word was with God. And everything that was made was made by Him. You know, when we think about that in times like these, we know something exciting is happening. Mm -hmm. And something really um, different is in the making. And we, we are so excited that today we can talk about that in a nation. That still holds we, up. We still have freedom. And we, let's think about this. Even though the things are turn on the radio, turn on the TV, it's a little bit, oh. It says in his word also, John later on, for breath is to us. That is so exciting to me. I, you know, I love to talk. That's why we're here on Love Talk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I love well, we to We want to bring life to people. Absolutely. And, we, we you know, you're, you've... Have a chapter in this new book we have come, that's out, Praising Praying Across America. And it's, uh, it's, um, uh, it's about the place uh, of prayer for Jerusalem. It for is. For Jerusalem, not just America, but Jerusalem. Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is God's timepiece. It's his time clock. It's his chronological watch that he looks at to see what is happening in Jerusalem. And um, I wrote this in that little story. It, you know, we as Americans, it's like we're embedded in Jerusalem because you see USA right in the middle of Jer. USA, Lum, Jerusalem. And so we're right here. And I, I talk so much is that because we have got to understand as Christ bearers, as the ones that are bearing our Messiah's name, Christians, that's what we are. It just means Christ bearers. We bear his name, that we are rooted in his story. 
which is a Jewish story. And it's a Jew, it's the story of life. You know, the scripture says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Absolutely. Well, when we, when we think about where we are right now in this nation, we, we're looking at um, the celebration of the greatest thing that ever happened in our world. You know, we, we celebrate a lot at Christmas time with the birth. But you know what Easter is, Linda? It is the birth of the life plan of Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And his blood was spilt in Jerusalem. That's why that also becomes a very, very important part. Jesus is not only the root, you know, it says out of dry ground, the root will be produced, you know, um, uh, and, and from the root a branch will appear. We know that's Jesus. But he's rooted in our, we're rooted in, in the faith of a, of a Jewish um, rabbi, actually. And we need to know who was the Son of God, who is the Son of God. And we have to know our past in order to secure our future. If you understand the past, we can't change it. So the past is unchangeable, but it's what gives us the to the way to go forward. The cross there in Jerusalem is where we were purchased with Jesus' blood. His blood was spilt on the earth and on our souls and our lives were redeemed. And we were made ready at that point to receive the good news that we have a Savior that connects us back to our Creator Father. Well, then when we, we talk about being connected back, you know, the, the Scripture says in Jeremiah, God spoke to Jeremiah and said, I know the plans I have for you individually. The plans for good and not evil, that you can have a future and a hope. Yes, yes. What does that really mean, Linda? <clears throat> well, I think it's really, really interesting in that, I think it's really, really interesting because really interesting. I was just reading that this morning, and it was Jeremiah speaking to the captives in Babylon, saying at the end of 70 days, at the end of 70 days, excuse me, not 70 days, 70 years, at the end of 70 years, you're going to be returned back. So the cross for us is a turning back, a returning back to God. And so... um, in that part, Jeremiah was telling the captives at that time, and in, in a way, we've been captive by our own culture. So we, we, we look back in order to understand that God is not a God that wants to beat us down. He's not saying, oh, you're just such sinful people. I'm going to pour my wrath out on you. Instead, he is a loving creator mm. that says, I will lay down a way for you to come back to me because you are my beloved. And um, he does that at this time of year. And in fact, this week, all over the world, the Jewish people are uniting around a table in the celebration of Passover. They have a saying at that table is, it is around this table that we are united. Isn't that amazing? You know, before Jesus uh, went out into the garden, he met with the disciples. And they had a dinner together. Mm-hmm. And he told them some things that were going to happen. Absolutely. But, you know, at that dinner time, he had a heavy load of the sin of the world on his shoulders. Yes, he did. And he, he went forth um, in a way that the same children of Israel did during the Passover season. When the economy and the, the governmental structure was such that... 
the Jewish children uh, were, their lives were in danger. The Jewish teacher were in danger. And he gave them the answer that the answer to all this is in the blood. Yes, yes. And actually, he was using the Passover seders, what the Jews call it, that night, remembering what Moses had done in the past, knowing that Moses was a shadow man, a prefiguring of Christ and what he was going to do as he let us down. Well, you know, when you look at it, Linda, and we look at it from the past point, to the point today that we celebrate. Uh, Easter is a wonderful, wonderful time. One of the things about Easter is that they were so excited about the second coming of Jesus that when the the first century Christians died, uh, they were wanted to be planted at the eastern gate. Mm-hmm. 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 And if you're up on the mount and you look down over Hedron Valley and you look into that eastern gate, there are probably five or six hundred white crosses there. Oh, there's just tons of graves there. Absolutely. They wanted to be the first one to greet Jesus. Absolutely. And he said he was coming through the eastern gate. You know, when we look at all this and we look at the tradition of how God spoke uh, in times uh, before Jesus came, to redeem us, uh, and in the way he looks at times today, I want us to talk a little bit about what it really meant in in the area of the Passover, because you have such a heart for Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I do, because I think that it is in that rootedness that we have. I think you know Christians everywhere we're always praying about revival for you know Christ to come to revive us again, whether it's a second coming or just another great awakening like the first and second great awakening. You know we're always praying that, but I think it is until we turn around also um, there's a there's a Jewish word called teshuva which means to turn around I think we have to turn around and look at our past and understand it in the Jewish root we honor that and respect it um, then I think that when we do that and know that they are the ones that brought us the Savior, they presented it to mm-hmm. us and the story that goes with them to help us understand life that we are going to have revival here. And so my whole thing is, you know what, Austin, Texas, come on. Let's get this going. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem because it's Jesus that's the peace. Let's pray that our Jewish brothers and sisters will join us at a table, the table that... um is so much like the Seder table, which is what we're going to be talking about also today. This this uh, Passover Seder table where God gave us the plan for Moses in Leviticus 23.4. These are the Lord's appointed feasts, the sacred assemblies you are to proclaim at their appointed times. The Lord's Feast of Unleavened Bread begins. For seven days you must eat bread made without yeast. And on the first day and on the seventh day, hold a sacred assembly. Actually, today, as we are doing this program, that's it's one of those feast days, and it is the Passover Seder. Well, let's let's just, um, I want us to develop that, but we need to take our break and hear right. from some of our sponsors, and we'll come back. You know, if if this is important to us who are believers in Jesus Christ, how important is it to the Jewish people themselves? as we approach not only the Passover this Seder, but as we approach Easter Sunday when we celebrate the life of Christ. Right after this, stay with us. 
You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Ellis and Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellis and Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellis and Salazar for over 55 years. Ellis and Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Let's get back now to more Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Linda Chandler. Today, they're talking about the thrill of hope for America and Israel. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in the studio today talking with one of my very special friends, Linda Chandler, who is a pastor and uh, the corporate president for Host Ministries. We haven't (laughs) talked about that, but we will. Uh, Linda, we went out. We were talking about... Uh, the special season that we're in right now as we celebrate Easter. And, you know, the world tells us that that word Easter was taken from a, uh, ungodly organization or movement. But I think it was called Easter because people were waiting at the Eastern Gate. 
Well, I think that we can definitely adopt it that way. Yes, we hear all the time about pagan roots, but I thought of something else, that perhaps God wanted us to have the two days. You know, they call the Jews the Saturday people, and they call the Christians the Sunday people. And so we do Resurrection Sunday during Passover, but we do it on the Sunday, which would have been the first day of the week, not the Sabbath, but the first day of the week. And so to me, it says in uh, God's uh, Torah, uh, our law, that on the witness of two things, a fact is established. And so if you have two days that we set aside for God, the Jews on the Saturday, this is Saturday people, and the Christians on the Sunday, we have a Established that God reigns in heaven. He's got, you know, we're we're praising Him two days a week, <clears throat> and so <clears throat> we have to. We again, it's that rootedness that we have, and I I, I just want to. To it's going to help us as we learn how to pray, um, not just for just our families and everything, but we pray for the bigger things of God and His purposes and His plans. And so, if we look at John thirteen one. And Jesus leads us there when it says this. It was just before the Passover feast, which would be a time like now, that Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Have loving, having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. And as the evening meal was being served, what is it that Jesus did for them? What is it, Evelyn? You know what he did. As he got ready to do a covenant with them, and they were, they were all practicing. He did something kind of out of. He washed their feet. Exactly. Exactly. He submitted himself as a servant. As a servant, which is what we want to do for everything. We always want, you know, we're always kind of in front of God like little children. Me, 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 God, you know, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is what I need. But what if, as we take on that that image as Christ bearers. We were servants, and we serve back, even serving back full circle, the very people that Jesus was going to send out, the Peter, the, the, the Peter, um, the uh, uh, Matthew, you know, all of them. And, you know, I think it's really, um, you know, Peter said when he saw what Jesus was doing, he was just so mm-hmm. humbled by it. And he said, oh, you wash me it. all over, Lord. Yeah. Just wash me. And he said, no. He said, it is only... I only need to wash your feet. And I think the feet washing was because that was the dirtiest part. And during that mm-hmm. time, everybody just wore sandals. It was very dusty. and and But I think it had a deeper meaning. Because what are the feet? The feet are the feet of the good news. It was what was going to carry out his message. And so today, if we wrap that back around, are our feet clean? Are our feet ready to carry out the gospel, the good message? Um, are we ready to return and honor now those? You and I believe today because Peter, Matthew, James, all of them went out from that room. And then when when Easter came and they saw that Jesus had arose, they went out and told everybody. Twelve disciples. And it multiplied. And here we are today in America, 2,000 years later, mm-hmm. later. And we know the story. That has to be God. Come on, people. That has to be the power of who the God we serve is. And so as we turn around, this is a little phrase I've always heard from you. What is our investment in that story? Uh, Not that he requires it. He doesn't. Grace is free. The gift of life is free. But when something is free, don't you want to turn around with such a grateful heart? 
um, for the, the freedom that you've been given, the freedom to live forever, that you want to do something and let others know. And I think... For us today, in the way the world is rocking, we would return back to Jerusalem, and we would begin to pray, Lord, again, mm-hmm. that you would descend. That's where he's going to descend, yes. is in Jerusalem, and that it would become, be being built as a city of peace as we honor our Jewish brothers and sisters. And then we stand together, and we call in those cousins, the mm-hmm. Islam, the Muslims, they're the cousins. But they, they they have not been able to believe yet in this story. And you, when you look at that uh, and you see conflict, Linda, mm-hmm. our world is in a constant pattern of conflict. Yes. And it goes back to what, what, is it, what does it really mean to have Jesus as the Lord and Savior? In a time in which we live right now when fear is on top of every person's prayer list. How important it is, is it that we stand and pray for Jerusalem? Well, for one thing. Where are we in doing that? Where are we? Well, I think we're kind of like little children. We're, 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 We're getting there. We're getting there. But it's how deep will we go for the Lord? How deep? You know, Peter had to go through some hard stuff. He even said, oh, I'll never, you know, I'm with you, Jesus, to the end. And the minute... Trouble came, mm-hmm. and the Romans came with their swords, and to get Jesus and that horrible thing, what did he, he fled in fear. But he, Jesus already knew he was going to do that. Yeah, he and failed in his faith is what he did. He did. So all of us have done that in somewhere. So we don't beat each other up. But what did he do? Peter did. He picked himself back up. He began to remember the words that Jesus said. And one of the things that Jesus said is, um, as I go to the cross, I will leave you with peace. Peace is what I will leave you with. Why do we have peace? Because we have hope, and hope will bring you peace. That that we we don't do vain imagination and worry. Okay, the world's going to blow up tomorrow, or all these people are, you know, they're posturing and conflict. But then we said, okay, Jesus, you know what's going on. My hope is in you. Mm-hmm. And so show me how to pray. And he is the king of peace. And so we pull. Um, to pray for peace means this. It means to pray um, in calmness, to calm yourself. Remember when the storms mm-hmm. were so turbulent? Yes. And, the, and the, they were out there and they were like, oh, Lord, Lord, wake up. Wake. Don't you see we're going to drown? And he, he just stood up and he said, peace, mm-hmm. be still. Oh. <gasps> And they said, who is that? How about in your own life, whether it is a personal thing or whether you're worrying about what all is going on on mm-hmm. the TV or what if, what if you have kids that are wayward or anything like that, you need to say, Lord Jesus, you are my peace. Yes. Would you, would you help me to understand for me to say to the storm in front of me, peace, be still. The Lord is with me. Well, when we look look at that and look at what Jesus did to call peace during a time of turmoil and everything, you know, he uh, his faith was rooted in the story. Yes, of how God removed the banister of fear and sorrow and horror from the lives of those that were seeking him and waiting for his arrival because they knew 
of the roots of the Messiahship through mm-hmm. the line of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how important that was and is today, Linda. Okay. Then, you know, it, a root is, if we don't have roots, we'll, the wind will blow us down. Yes. Yes. Well, we're going to be rooted in, if we go all the way back to Abraham, what did Abraham say? What did God say to Abraham? I'm going to give you a promised land. Okay, so that's our heaven. You know, heaven for us. That is our promised land. And it's land, earth land. Exactly. And so then he, but he also said to, I'm going to bless those that bless you, Abraham, and I'm going to curse those that curse you. So right there, when you're walking as a child of God, you are to walk in the blessing of God. That doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect, but it means that that's where your hope is, that God sees you, he knows you, just like Abraham did, and and he brings him out. But he also told Abraham, which is this will wrap us back around Mm -hmm. to the story, your people are going to go into slavery in about 400 years. In fact, Abraham had a, you know, he fell asleep and had a a dream of Mm -hmm. horror and, and all of this stuff. But, and we know that then that's the time of when God had to raise up um, Moses mm-hmm. um, when the children of Israel were enslaved in Egypt. And they were enslaved in Egypt. But as I wanted to, I wanted to, let's think about this. Because there had been a famine. They were all mm-hmm. going to starve 400 years before that. And Joseph had been sent ahead by his brother. Who Joseph is another foreshadowing or a messianic type figure. Because his brothers, what did they try to do? Selling. Get get something in return. Right. Same thing that uh, Judas did with Jesus. Then you've got um, that. But So they sold him. What did Joseph do? He had to go into prison. He was beaten. He just all misunderstood. Jesus was misunderstood. But when he got out, because he could interpret dreams and he had did some miraculous things to Pharaoh, Pharaoh made him the second highest man in all the land. And then he was able to send for his family send mm-hmm. and uh, keep them alive in a time of famine. Yes. And so that is what Joseph did in the natural. Jesus is the same thing except for that he is the son of God. He is the king. There's no Pharaoh higher than our yes, Jesus. Absolutely. There is no North Korea that is scarier uh, can do more than what Jesus can do. There is no, uh, you know, any of those things that are striking terror in our hearts say nothing is bigger than our Jesus. You know, when you look at that, Linda, um, it helps us come to understand better that hard times have not changed. No. Uh, It was very difficult for the disciples. It's difficult for us today. We need to take a break. Um, I want us to talk a little bit about blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. Bless Israel is a blessing to America, and America Mm -hmm. should be a blessing to Israel. Let's talk about that when we come back right after this. Stay with us. you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances, information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. 
We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Let's continue now with Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Linda Chandler. Thank you for joining us today with Love Talk. We are in studio here in Austin, Texas at The Bridge. Today's Christian Talk, 1120. And in today, Love Talk today is uh, my good friend, Linda Chandler, who is a local pastor here in Austin. Linda, we've been talking about the greatest gift that God has ever given us. And the promise of that through the line of uh, Abraham and through the life of Jesus Christ. His only begotten son. Yeah. God had a remarkable plan for us, and he still has planned today. And and Psalm 33, 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. That started with Israel. Mm How did that plan work out with the Passover, with Moses, uh, with Easter that we have today, Linda? Let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, first I want us to clear our minds out of that Easter's not just about a bunch of bunnies and eggs and everybody running around. That's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with some little family traditions. My kids hunted eggs and everything. But let's. it's not about that. It is about where, for us, hope was birthed hope that is living and real see hope is real and it's it's a living entity later six six verses later in psalm 33 18 it says the eyes of the lord are on those who fear him 
on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. To fear him means a healthy respect that you know that he can, yeah, yeah, sure, he could click his fingers. Now, he's never going to do a Noah's flood again um, because he promised us. And yes. God is not a man that he can lie. So he doesn't, you know, when he says I'm no more, mm-hmm. but he could set things on fire. So we have to have healthy respect for who the Lord is and um, that he does discipline his children. But it says, but whose hope is in his unfailing love. So it says, you know, don't be worrying about his wrath. Focus on his unfailing love. And Jesus himself said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Well, this is in Psalm, this is in the Psalms. These are Psalms of David. And so the Jewish people have had these songs forever. In fact, they were singing psalms when they left that room of of Passover, Mm -hmm. when Jesus went to go and pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. But we need to understand what that table was happening around there before they went out to pray and then Jesus to walk on that Via Della Rosa. They were telling again, recounting the story of Moses and God delivering his people. See, God waited 400 years while the uh, uh, people uh, grew under the Egyptian system and it was polytheistic, but they were always set apart. They they kept their belief in God and they would cry out to him and they would fall back on, you know, but his love is unfailing. You know, he, he will hear us because God had to get a um, deliverer ready, which was Moses. Yes. And so Moses has to even go out in the wilderness and get it together, you know, because he was kind of trying to do it his own way. If you go and read that story. But the whole point is that God got him ready. He comes back to deliver the people. But first, he's got to speak to that culture. Moses does mm-hmm. because he's got to make the culture let them go, which is through the, through the Pharaoh. So God sends 10 plagues, 10 not fun things to have. Now, I think it's real interesting. We'll skip through real quick. We're not going to go through all of this. But the first five fell on everybody. So even the children of Israel, you know, had to deal with some flies and the blood turn into water and everything. But they would have known, boy, God is is here. Mm-hmm. The last five did not happen to the children of Israel. They were protected from all of it. And the most important was the tenth plague. And the tenth plague was when Moses went. He said, Pharaoh, you have not let God's people go. So here's what's going to happen. On, on, on the, you know, in a day, the Spirit of the Lord is going to come over and every firstborn is going to be slaughtered. Every cow, every, you know, all the animals, the firstborn of the animals, but even the firstborn of the people. I, 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 why, uh, Pharaoh didn't, you know, get it after nine other plagues and he had to send for Moses all the time and have him pray him away. He just thought he was. I'm bigger than God. Exactly. And that's what happens in our culture today. That's why we think we can do anything. We can sin. It doesn't matter. It does matter. You have to respect who God is. And so we, we have that. And it was the death of the firstborn. But at the same time, God was dealing with his people that believed in him. And he said, okay, this is going to happen, but I'm going to have you prepare for it. And this is even a preparation. He said, I want everyone to get a lamb, a perfect lamb, and bring it into your home. So every Israelite, you know, had to come and have a lamb stay in their home. And he said, on the day uh, when when death is going to come, 
for all the firstborn, but it's going to pass you over. And this is how it's going to know to pass you over. On every one of your doorposts, he said, you're going to you're going to kill the lamb. They understood sacrifice, the sacrificial yes. system. We're going to sacrifice that lamb and that blood. You're going to you're going to swab your doorway with that. And then when the angel of death comes, it's going to see the blood and it's going to pass, pass over. over but it says when it ha- when that happens, people will be so scared in Egypt because it's not passing them over. They're going to experience horrible mm-hmm. death. They're going to come, and they're going to run you out. They're going to tell you to get out of here, and you be ready. And so it says to have your bowl ready with your bread ready, and that's also why we have it called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That We're not even going to have time for bread to rise. We're just going to have no leaven in it. Leaven's what makes bread to rise. If you're mm-hmm. a baker, you know that. And it also was symbolic of, I don't want anything from Egypt going with you. This is a, you're yeah. going to become pure and set apart. So Jesus is with his disciples, and they are talking about this because at a, at a Passover table, they go through that. They, they, they have the unleavened bread. They have, there's four cups of wine that you do, and the last cup uh, is called the cup of redemption. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, where we talk about our communion. I think we're going to talk about that any, anymore, but in a minute, excuse me, maybe our last part. But the main thing is the lamb was slain. The blood was put on the doorpost, and the spirit of death has to pass over. And God's people were set free, and they got out of there. They got out of Egypt and started walking towards the uh, promised land. What is Jesus? What? Who is he? Mm-hmm. He came as the perfect lamb. He is the lamb of God. People, he is the lamb of God. And he was slain on that cross. So that we can swab our hearts with his blood, that's the doorpost. Your heart, and that's in my book, uh, Gates of Redemption, your heart is the doorway for God. And we have to know that Jesus paid the price for that doorway to be open and for God to reside with us. You know, when you look at that, Linda, and you compare it to where we are today, in this nation, in our world, when on every corner of this universe there is a satanic power force mm-hmm. pulling against yes. the will of God. Absolutely. And we in America, we in Texas are right in the center of Absolutely. that power force. And we know that power comes from the satanic. What's well, from the darkness? And the darkness and the lack of light, not knowing that Jesus is the light. He said, I am the light of the world. Absolutely. What is it when we look at that and, and, and we know that we're living in a time like we're living in right now. And that's why we're talking about this today. Easter is usually a happy time when children, you know, have eggs and candy. Well, because it's and, the newness. Well, eggs yes. and all that is the it's, newness of life. Yes. And and that's what he was given to those people at that Passover. He's saying, I'm going to take you out of slavery and give you a whole new life. The things that we do in this world that enslave us are what God wants to break away from us. And, and yes, in America, it, yes, it is the land of the free and the brave, but we've become enslaved by the needs and the wants and all the stuff that's put before us 
that can enslave us. So Easter's a time to say, you know what? I just want to shuck that all off. I don't want any of that leaven in me. Jesus set me free, and let me walk um, in your will. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. When we look at that, Linda, uh, we come back for our, you know, after our last break, uh, we have to stop and really value what the Israelite people have given to Absolutely. us in our world today. Yes. Uh, you know, through the years when Hitler uh, his number one project every morning was to find out how many of them he could remove. You know, we don't have that so much going today except with the Islamic. Oh, we do. No, we do. We have an enemy that hates us. You call it the enemy of Easter all the time. Absolutely. Uh, To the extent that he would annihilate us, Mm -hmm. the enemy of Easter would annihilate us, except for the spirit of the living God that has held America together all these years. We are an example Because we are to be a covering of protection and a covering of hope for the for the 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 Jewish people. It's going to turn full circle what they did for us. Now we need to turn around and do for them. And you know, it's uh, it's not a popular um, policy with our government. No, it is not. But it's becoming more and more evident every day. I think, and when especially. Uh, as we approach time for Resurrection Sunday. And so we want to talk about that. We want to take our break. We'll be right back with Love Talk right after this. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0000. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. One more segment of Love Talk Now with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Reverend Linda Chandler. They're talking today about the thrill of hope for America and Israel. Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today. And uh, in here with me is one of my favorite friends. It's Pastor Linda Chandler. And Linda has a book. Uh, in fact, she wrote uh the Gates of Redemption, and uh, she co-wrote uh, Praying and Praying Across Texas and Praising and Praising Across America. And so, Linda, you are just like a walk-in encyclopedia <laughs> in regard to uh, to Israel and America and where we are and how this union, God made this union. Yes, he did, and um, thank you for that. Uh, I, I do put a lot of study time in, uh, not to toot my own horn, but also God has just been so good to me. I got to go study in Israel. Um, I, I got to go to a, a school over there about the Holocaust, and so I, I begin to understand, and it, and it, it's a, it's a soft place in my heart because it shows me how much God loves all people, mm-hmm. and when He chooses you, because remember He says, "You don't choose me; I chose." you. 
15-16. Exactly. And so when he chooses you and reaches out to you, it's because he's going to help tell his story through you. But what a privilege that is. And it's made me understand that all those that have gone before me and has carried carried his story um even up into my time, how fortunate I am to have that story and to be grafted into that story. And that's that's the whole reason to talk about Passover today. And um, I know there's a question out. People might say today, well, am I supposed to celebrate Passover? Well, we celebrate the communion table, which is our form in a way because we have been given the full uh, evidence of God's love through his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah that came and saved us. You know, John three sixteen. for God so loved what? The world, not just the Jewish people, but the world that he gave his only begotten son, and who's Jesus. And so when we understand that, we do what Jesus did at that night of the Seder when he enacted um, and said, okay, now this covenant I'm going to make with you. I'm going to make it in my my blood and my body because those were already elements of the Passover they knew that the blood was what uh, had covered their doorways in the Passover of exiting uh, Egypt and so when he said that in other words he's going to be you know what in a way when we come into the story with Jesus we are exiting the life of not knowing God of the life of sin does it mean we'll never sin again well no but it means that we have the blood to cover us constantly um, as we grow deeper in our relationship with God that blood that royal blood that was laid down for us is what's going to cover us and 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 convict us to walk in a deeper way the bread that was before us that was says you know the unleavened bread mm-hmm. that's Jesus's body he's without sin he's the one that comes to live with us so if you have someone living with you that is without sin they are going to convict you but through the holy presence eh, don't go that way don't walk out that way come out of the wilderness of self so um back to the should Christians celebrate Passover well um, Dr. Michael Brown, who is an astute uh, Jewish um, theologian, um, but who is also a believer in Messiah Jesus, he said, why not? Uh, why shouldn't we uh, uh, do that? Why shouldn't we teach other Christians about the beauty and the meaning of the Seder, of that meal that Jesus was at, and, and incorporate it and see Christ now? For us, we see him in that meal and what is happening. He is our Moses. And so that's where we, we are at. The thing that we remember about our Jewish brothers and sisters, the very biblical ones, is that they they look at God's word as those are are the boundaries, the safe boundaries of how to live life right. And um, we need that. We need all of the Testament, the the first one and the second one, what we call the old and the new. We need it all. You can't do one without the other. But we have been fortunate enough. Now we have Jesus, the living word, living in our hearts. Ezekiel talked about that. Mm-hmm. He would take our heart of stoniness out and he would replace it with the living. That's the living hope, the living hope of unfailing love. And so if we... We remember that Last Supper every time we take communion, but we also remember it in the context of the Passover meal where God saved a whole group of people who would produce our Messiah in the promised land of of Israel and who would then, from that point, 
come and save the whole world. And that's what Christianity has been doing for 2,000 years. It is the leaven that rises the Mm -hmm. kingdom of the bread of heaven. He is the bread of heaven. And he rises us up into that, 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 the, the kingdom he is constructing today. So if we just kind of reduce this down. Okay. Uh, Easter is about new life. And it's unfailing a, love. Unfailing love. It is resurrection from death lifestyle to love lifestyle. Absolutely. In a in a manner in which we, our whole life is wrapped in the love of the Lord Jesus. Well, it's just, And the power of God's absolutely. And one is as important as the other. Because Jesus died. He shed his blood, much like the lamb was, uh, was absolutely. shed. So that we might have that redemption that we don't have to pay for. Exactly. We live it. Day to day, and we talk it, and we walk and that's what, and we walk it. That's why you say, "Love talk, love walk." What is it, Linda, that we need today in America as we begin to look at where we are, and uh, look at the importance uh, and the and the result? What is the result of the Easter life, of the Passover, and the love life that God has for us? While we were sinners, while we were missing the mark. While we were missing the mark, while we were missing the mark of Jesus, of God, of God's a life in God, while we were missing that mark, while we were still sinners, he sent his son to save us. That we don't have to, oh sure, this body is going to die, but not what's inside this body, not our spirit. It will be eternal with God. And God's love is unfailing. He does everything he can to keep us going that down that road, down down the path. Yes, we're going to go through the wilderness sometimes. And we're going to go through uh, scary things. Because this world, Evelyn, mm. is not our real home. Right. And I, I think for people today, they're like, well, what's the, what's the hope or the joy in that? Well, the joy in that is that the hard things we're going to go through, they're going to go behind us. And we're going to come out into that joyful place of the kingdom of God. So we need love and God's love to consume us so that we can spread it out and we can tell others. Let's just go back and look at the life of Joseph. Okay. Uh, when Joseph was uh, separated from his family, um, and he went into Egypt, and he became a man of great influence, uh, the land that he came from failed in providing for the people because they did not have the physical means any longer, the food. It was a great drought. Right. And so uh, God drove them. The, the brothers of Joseph to um, where he was because they had plenty. Uh, and Joseph displayed a very perfect picture of the life of Jesus. Let's talk about that. What happened when all the brothers came? Joseph recognized them. Mm-hmm. They didn't know who Joseph was. Mm-hmm. And see, that's kind of the way we are with Jesus. 
Well, he began to prepare a way in order to save them. Even though they didn't recognize who he was, he saw he already knew. He already knew the plan. And later on, he's going to tell them um, he did not let his um, own self get in the way. Like mm-hmm. he could have said, oh, here's the, here's the guys that sold me to the, you know, basically the devil himself, yeah. you know, and tried to get rid of me. But instead, he saw them through eyes of love. And that's what Jesus does with us today. I mean, what did he do to the thief on the cross? He said, you know what? Forgive them, Father. They don't know what they're doing. So he lived his life of forgiveness. And that is what Joseph was doing so that he could save his whole family. It was over yes. 70 people who they grew into a nation. What if your call is where you're sitting today? You are in the prayer closet, you're the prayer room as you listen to this, and you are the Joseph, like a prefiguring of Christ, to save your whole family as you pray them through into the promised land. You are a Joseph today. Yeah, that is, uh, that's an amazing uh, analogy, uh, Linda, because we're not here just for the fun of living. The Lord has a plan for every life. Every single life. Yeah. And when we look at where we are right now, the greatest need in our world today is peace. Absolutely. And Jesus said that he, God's word says that Jesus was the prince of peace. Absolutely. And he he answers our need for life and hope. Let's talk about that a couple of minutes. Well, I think that, you know, in the very last of our of our the book that, that I got to write a chapter, Praising and, and Praying Across America, you know, I, I said, where God commands us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, we can do this for our own families and our own. We pull from what the definition of peace is. So we pray for peace, evidence, and calm. Your home should be a place of calm. Your, your, you, the place you, you call Jesus to come in and be, have tranquility, have harmony. We need to have, we need to quiet ourselves. We need stillness. We need to reconcile with those that have not been, um, we've had problems with. And how do we do that? We do it through a peaceful spirit that is quiet before the Lord, that seeks him and seeks his will to be done so that we can be a praise in all the earth. You know, our rope of hope uh, is so secure, Linda, uh, that nothing shakes it. God does not change his plan. Uh, of Passover. No, he doesn't. It's just like the old song that goes, our hope is found in nothing less than Jesus Christ's righteousness. Jesus, that Son of God, he is sent not just on Easter, but every day should be our Easter. Every day should be our resurrection because he wants to transform our lives one heartbeat, one heartbeat at a time. Uh, but we have to have that deeper understanding of where the story begins, what we're grafted into. That's why you need people. Get in your Bible. Get in a good Bible study. Get in a Bible-believing uh, uh, group, church. It doesn't have to just be a church. It be a group of friends. But we have to understand that God reminds us in our story we're grafted into an ancient one in which we understand and bless his first family, mm-hmm. the first family, the Jews, yeah. and then we shall be blessed. And I believe today that the revival we're also praying hard for and waiting for won't come until we understand again the Jewish story, the Josephs, the Abraham, the Josephs, the Moses, right down into Jesus, 
and that we are grafted into that story and we are forever intertwined in God's will and in his purposes. Well, and it's been wonderful today for us to take a look backward. Mm-hmm. I look you. back and see how God has provided. How he passes us over from death into life. And what our rope of hope is and the thrill of hope is the power and the presence of the Lord Jesus. And I would say to you today, if you do not know what that is, give us a call on the love line. Mm-hmm. It's 512-249-6535. But I'd also encourage you to go to the website for NDP. Uh, it's NDP Austin National Daily Prayer, ndpaustin.org, and order a copy of our new book, Praising and Praying Across America, because we are in a very uh, tenuous time right now, Linda. Yes. When God's people are beginning to see how important it is because we are living under a president today, much like Joseph was. He, he's come forth with bright new ideas and does apparently have a very good relationship with the Lord Jesus. So we need to pray for him. But thank you again, Linda. Give us your phone number. How they can get um, in touch You can with. contact me at 512 203 7293. That's 512 203 7293. Or you can do it, Linda, at Host Ministries, all one word, dot org. Thank you again for joining us, and thank you for joining us today. And we will pray for you as you celebrate the new life, the Easter life with the Lord Jesus.